This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to Let's Go Win Podcast. We are here today for a Tuesday tune-up, and I have an amazing guest today. We are talking about relationships, and I am very, very fortunate, as are you, to have a life and love coach. Nick Tingwald, I am fired up to have you. How are you doing this morning? I am fabulous, and thank you so much for having me on your show today. Truly my pleasure. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, me too. It's look relationships. We have so many of them. Uh, we're not necessarily ever really coached on them unless you seek this out. So what you do, and I love what you said, I'm a life and love coach. I'm just going to open it up there and say, what don't we know? So we can that be better at loving ourselves, at loving our partners, at loving our family. How can we show up better in this relationship game? Well, I think I would start it off with this is what would you say is the number one skill in relationships? I would say communication would be the number one for me. Yes. And that is very, very typical of what the answer is. And what I have found out is that actually the number one skill is self-awareness. So think about that for a second. Just kind of let that settle in of all of the things that that impacts If you're not aware of your triggers, if you're not aware of your baggage, if you're not aware of um, what your needs are, what your values are, how can you clearly communicate? You can't, right? You're not setting boundaries. You're not. uh, I I love this answer. I didn't. Again, I said communication, but I I agree with you. Self-awareness, whether it comes to meditation and mindfulness, this is why I do this work. So I'm all in hook, line and sinker. Uh, Tell me more about it. I love it. Yes. So it is, it really, you know, communication is, is vital. And there's a term called micro communication of micro honesty, but how do you really be honest with somebody if you don't um, know yourself? So Mm. I think of when I was younger, because obviously I'm older. So when uh, I was younger and was married the first time, the 23 year starter marriage, um, it was, you know, I bought into so many things of, well, if you loved me, you would, you should know better. You should know this, all of these different things and would get my feelings hurt. And there was so much I didn't know about me to communicate it that there's no way he could have known. Right. So even just, um, little things in how you, you know, where are you withholding? Because the other person can't know and can't change what they're not aware of. But then we get, um, first of all, we maybe don't know, we know we're upset, but then we point the finger and we blame and we Mm -hmm. want the other person to change. Right. So blaming is one of, um, I don't know if you're familiar with John Gottman, I tend to jump a little bit. John Gottman is one of the top uh, leading relationship experts in the country. He has the Gottman Institute, and he has the four horsemen of the apocalypse of relationship. And blame is one of the first ones. Blame sets up defensiveness, which can set up contempt and criticism, which, of course, then sets sets up stonewalling or people shut down. So, you know, with self-awareness of 
are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you projecting or why, what is the need for you to make it the other person's fault? And then you can get into projecting and all kinds of different things, but it comes back to self-awareness, self-awareness of how you show up, what your triggers are. And then, yes, of course, the skills of communication. So I, and again, I just, this is why it's hard for me to keep these shows short. I have so many questions immediately. You said a 23 year starter marriage. Now that's not to say uh, that you couldn't be successful in, in your initial marriage, even if you got married young, but self-awareness, how, how can we be better at being self-aware so that we can show up and not necessarily have to go through you know, because I, I know for myself, I've been married now going on 17 years. I mm-hmm. got that right. Um, and obviously, uh, the first 10, they were they were great, but there was a lot of turbulation because of blaming, of non-communication, not setting proper boundaries. So the advice to folks today, whether they're one year in or 10 years or 30 years, how do we become more self-aware and... Uh, work better with our partner? Well, um, the number one thing that pops into my head, of course, is to hire somebody to help you, Mm. whether it's a therapist or a coach that specializes in that. um, It's hard to see your own stuff, even myself. You know, life's easier for the bleachers. I don't know who's watching the NBA playoffs, but it's like, I sit there five foot tall. Why are they doing that? <laughs> because I can see it from the bleachers, right? <laughs> and they're and they're getting paid 35 million to do this. So I, I think they know what they're doing. But life's easier from the bleachers. So it's hard to see your own things, right? They say the, the attorney that that um, represents themselves has a fool for a client. So you can't always see your own things. So my number one thing is get some kind of help. If nothing else, to start, read some books, listen to podcasts. Um, I think oftentimes talking to one of your friends, not always, but can be one of the worst things you can do because oftentimes they know what you know, right? Um, So are you going to be elevated? They don't want to hurt your feelings. Will they be honest with you? So, you know, things like that, that we often go to that isn't really going to elevate us. Go to, there's all kinds of seminars and events and um, free webinars that you can get curious. Start to get curious about who am I? How do I show up? How am I impacting the relationship? Yeah, and I like the way that you brought up the NBA because we're talking about, you said 35 million. We're talking the best athletes in the world Let's just take Michael Jordan. If you say he is the greatest of all time, yes. there was never a moment in his career he didn't have a coach, never once. Yes. And we are talking multiple coaches for specialties, as in building his body with Tim Grover to Phil Jackson as his coach. Then he has separate dietitians. And I guess my point in saying all that is we're talking about the best in the world, but our relationship, whether it be with ourselves or our partner, that is our number one thing in the world, right? That's our number one asset, if we will. Like this is love and, and, and having that support is what we all want, but how few of us have coaches. 
that's absolutely fascinating. I never thought of it that way, but typically people wouldn't think about it unless you're having problems, quote unquote, that that's when I'm going to reach out. So be proactive in finding a coach is what I definitely heard there. Yes, because most of us are, um, well, not most of us. There's, um, are you familiar with attachment theory? So like secure attachment, avoidant attachment, anxious attachment. Yeah. So about half the population securely attached. So they had pretty good modeling. And so they just pretty much kind of can go along with their relationships because they had good modeling. But then the other section did not. So not only do they maybe need some nervous system, brain neuroplastic rewiring, they're lacking skills and information. And even if when I work with couples, I typically only work with couples that want to go from good to great or great to fabulous. Um, My skill set is not in couples that are in the weeds, so to speak. Um, There's others that do that that just want to improve upon, right? So even if you have a good relationship, how can it be better? How do you, again, like you said, how do you be proactive? And there's sometimes different coaches for different skill sets where maybe there is an issue around um, money. Maybe it's better to have a money coach. Maybe there's an issue around sex. There, Get a sex and in- intimacy coach, Um I'm a little bit more of a generalist. One of my foundational practices now is helping women and men to understand the difference between masculine and feminine energy. Mm. And as women are stepping into positions of power and influence at home and at work, how do you balance that? And how do you keep a polarity that's needed for sexual chemistry? How do you keep that polarity going in the relationship at home? if you're stepping into your masculine at work. No, I, I think this is fascinating. And going back to the, the theory of uh, the attachment, it, it's when you said modeling, I think of my relationship. I watched two parents. They never fought. I can't recall a time in their 51 years that they ever really had a knockdown mm-hmm. drag out, like fight my wife. However, it is like constant and culturally. And so when we came together to me, fighting was like, what's wrong? What's the problem here? And to her, that was very normal. And, and so I, I say that to everyone to say, look, you're bringing in your own bias, your own perception, your own experience, your own culture. Yeah. Your own culture. Thank you. And, and, and so when you do that, there's a lot to work through to understand that was my experience. That doesn't mean that was right or wrong. That was just my experience. How are we going to foster our own yes. culture in our relationship? Is that is that kind of a fair thing that you see in, in your profession? I, I would say yes, absolutely. And it's nurturing. Um, have you ever heard the term nurturing the in-between? No. So there is, whether it's um, you and me or you and your wife, there is um, the relationship. I think of it as a third entity. So there's me, there's you. And then how do we nurture and create and design and grow this part of energy of the relationship between us? I tend to think of it as a plant. And what does that plant need to be safe to, for love to grow, for it to flourish? 
That's a good way to look at it, right? Instead of it being, you know, it it's a its own thing, and we we are going to work on this and provide it what it needs. You you mentioned listening to podcasts. You mentioned reading books. The the one book that sticks out in my head that most people have heard of is the Five Languages of Love. Or yes. the languages of love. I can't remember. It's five now, but five I think love languages. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Five love languages. Are there other resources that you can suggest? And maybe that's not even a great one. I don't know. Uh, you know, I remember men are from Mars and women are for Venus. I remember these books, but the only one I've really spent time on specifically towards that was the, the five love languages. So do you have some other resources that you're like, you know, I wish everyone would check out X. I do. I do. I have a favorite. I do love the love languages because had I known in my first marriage that um, really understood that his love language was gifts. Mm. And that's the bottom of my list. So I, as he was doing that, it didn't land for me. Right. So we're very different people. And my children, my adult children are like, how are you and how are you and dad ever together? <laughs> so I'm not saying that, but I, I do see where those things played in. Right. It's another part of self-awareness and what says I love you to me. Right. So that is part of it. As far as a resource, the one that probably changed my life the most. And there's been many. I've been a student of personal development for over 40 years um, is The Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong. Mm. It's no, all it's, about understanding men. Is it really? Mm-hmm. You know what Listen. I like? And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I love what you said, though, because it sounds like you and your your ex-husband have a probably, it's not that he's a bad guy or you are bad person. It just wasn't a compatibility factor. In fact, I saw this the other day. I was at the pool and... Uh, my good friend, the mother-in-law was staying at the ex-father-in-law's home. They go on vacations together with their separate spouses. They're good friends. They were just not a good fit in a relationship. I love that we've progressed to this point. And maybe that's always been the case, but I'm starting to see people say, look, that doesn't mean you're bad. We were just not really a compatible group. Right. You might've been in your twenties and thirties. But that doesn't mean that you were in your 40s, you know, and as you grow and change when I was when I got married in my early 20s, I was an immature, irresponsible twit. I, I kind of thankfully grew out of that. Right. So as I became um, having more voice and choice and independence, it had a huge impact on our relationship. And so, no, I'm, I'm, you know, he's basically foundationally not a bad person. We do see life very differently, but historically divorce only happens if um, there's drama and trauma, right? It has to be awful that it can't, we have to stay together and there has to be a really, really good reason in order to separate. And I see that changing some now and people, um, being able to more civilly, at least civilly, separate and move forward. Yeah, and you see that obviously with kids. Hopefully, that that's I, a people use that as a glue, whether that's good or bad. And I look, right. I'm not here to judge, no. but also the civil part hopefully comes in when when kids are involved. Where we're, we're going to be in each other's lives. This doesn't have to be miserable. In fact, absolutely, we can co-parent and get along. 
Uh, we've talked about some books, but I would love, as I'm looking at the time, I would love for you to give, uh, you know, some suggestions in terms of sitting down and, and spending an hour of time. Is there is there certain rituals that you suggest that, and I'll just go to couples because I know this could get could open it up. Let's just talk about couples. Is there a couple of practices you would suggest each couple do on a, on a weekly basis? Um. Yes. And um, I, and I kind of qualify that with the, and is that having like a state of the union kind of talk weekly, how are things going? What's going on? Um, Is there something that you need? What do we need to talk about Uh, that micro honesty and checking in on a regular basis before things get really out of alignment Mm. The and is if you don't have some awareness and some skills, that's going to be difficult to do and could create a mess. And communication, I find, can oftentimes a big part of it is conflict resolution. How are you going? I mean, if if we're getting along, you know, communication's fine. It's when there is a disagreement or a difference in opinions, you know, that we tend to uh, it, be, it becomes difficult. So how do you be honest and how do you, how does the other person then receive it, support that? How do you work through it to the, for a win-win, not a compromise, but a win-win. These are all skills and they're skills that most of us didn't take. There wasn't a class for it. It wasn't modeled. We don't know how. So the thing is, is that there is so much information out there that you can learn how to do this is to have those conversations, um, sometimes tough ones, go on regular dates, have regular sex, even if you don't necessarily want to. Um, and that's there's a caveat in that also, of course. Uh, but that it, that's what creates connection, right? No, 100 percent. And I, I think it's. Yeah, I, I think it's so important what you said. So there's there's a couple of relationships going on, and I'm hearing prioritize. Prioritize mm-hmm. your self-awareness, your relationship with you. Prioritize mm-hmm. your relationship with whomever your partner is. Yes. And if you're not doing that, it's it's going to end poorly, typically. So, it's going to become difficult. Yeah. And, and you said, look, it's not if adversity strikes, it's when. It's going to happen. Yes. It's life. That's yes. that's just the way yes. it is. Yes. Jenna, I'd love for you to, uh, you have so much knowledge and, and we barely scratched the surface and we could get into the weeds big time. But uh, where can people reach you if they were like, I love what Janet had to say. I want to I wanna talk to her, man. She's awesome. Where can they reach you? The, actually, my name, Janet Tingwald at gmail.com. You can go to my website. It currently is being redone um, on my expansions that I'm offering now. So you will largely see on my website that I am um, my information and programs for working with single women. Um, like I said, that has expanded, but I like to just connect with people one-on-one and have conversations. So feel free to reach out to me and email me just Janet Tingwald at gmail.com. Well, you guys heard it. Yeah. I I mean, she is an expert at this. She even, you know, through experience, through schooling, through all of it. And so it's so relatable. Janet, I so appreciate you talking about that. I think it's so important for all of us to discuss and and inquire on how are our relationships doing. I really appreciate your time today. 
Yes, thank you so much again for having me. It's a it's an important topic because we're in a we're in a transition with it. It's an important topic to move forward. Yeah, the world has shifted a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, never more important time than right now to look at your relationship with yourself, with your spouse, your significant other, whatever that is, your kids. Take yes. a look, and uh, thank you for thank you so much for your guidance and expertise. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Great. Oh, my pleasure. You guys, obviously, it's a huge, important subject. I'm so appreciative to have Janet here. Until next time, I hope your relationships continue to thrive and flourish. Take care of them. Remember, your mindset matters, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. 